Welcome to All Things Weddings, helping you navigate your wedding planning journey. And here are your hosts, Scott and Hannah. Okay, hello. Welcome to All Things Weddings. I'm Scott, the photographer behind Scott Carney Photography. And I'm Hannah, the wedding planner behind Hannah Rachel Weddings. We're here to help you navigate your planning, to freely share tips, insights behind the scenes, so you hopefully feel less overwhelmed and stress-free while planning your gorgeous wedding. Want in on all our tips and to listen to us chat to some of our favourite suppliers? Well, then let's dive straight in. So on today's episode, we have Freya Raby. How are you, Freya? You okay? I'm good. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, what's uh, what's been happening this week? Um, not much. January is very much a catch up time um, after the hectic <laughs> uh, eighteen months we've had post um, the C word. Um, so yeah, feeling like I need all the time in the world to just chill, chill, blog things, update mm-hmm. websites, yeah, accounts. Oh. Oh. Funny no. games. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, yeah, but managed to squeeze in a week away. So that nice. Was, that was nice. Where did you go? Uh, Lisbon. Um, so yeah, very hilly, but uh, just just super chill. You know, a little little five day five day break. So. Lovely. Yeah, just what you needed. Yeah, exactly. So when's your first wedding? When are you back to it all? Um, I'm back mid March, and from then it just we just kind of ease into it, which is nice. Um, as opposed to the last couple of years, which has been pretty full on. Non-stop. Um, yeah, so... How many weddings are you shooting sort of in the year then? What's your kind of... What's a nice average for you? What do you like to shoot? Um, this year, I'm aiming for a maximum of 30. I Lovely. think 30 would be would be really yeah. nice. Um, yeah, just kind of means I've got the odd, the odd weekend off. Mm-hmm. Um, not a fan of sacrificing all my time just for work. No. I think I've done that... You know, in the first couple of years of starting out with a business, you tend to just, you know, put all your time and effort into work. Um, But yeah, after basically having five summers where I didn't see friends at all. You want a bit of chill? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Scott? How many weddings are you shooting? 35 max this year. I think I'm at 33 at the minute. So depending on when, no more weekends though. Um, So yeah, if I get a couple more at midweek, I'll take them. But yeah, I think 35 for me has to be like the cap really yeah um just to like Freya said just to balance everything I think just need a bit of a little bit of time around mm-hmm. weddings and stuff so yeah it's nice to have the start of the year quite slow it's maybe like one in February one in March two in April so it's quite nice. a nice little start and then obviously the summer's busy but yeah see I think my brain would explode if I did like 35 weddings a year <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to do it <laughs> yeah I feel like you're busier before though like yeah yeah, there's a lot of prep work, a lot of function sheets, consultations before. I always say like 80% of the wedding is done before I turn up on the day. So Yeah, yeah. Whereas we have the bulk of the work afterwards, yeah, really, don't definitely. we, with, with all the edits. And I've started shooting and delivering more images, which I think is, you know, just from experience, knowing how the timeline works, mm-hmm. where to stand, where to get the right photos. Uh, the best photos. Yeah, I've I've been delivering galleries of like a thousand wow. plus. But when I started, I, I would kind of struggle to find six hundred images. But you know, that's one of those things that comes with experience, with experience and time. So yeah, but you end up just shooting thousands of photos yeah, on the I day. Bet. I think my biggest gallery last year. I think I had a second 
photographer with me and we shot like 12,000 images. Wow, so that's incredible. Processing all of those. It's <laughs> a lot of time. So mm. what are we talking then sort of timescales after the wedding? Because a, a lot of couples won't see that behind the scenes. Well, they they'll, they just want their gallery. Yeah. They don't understand why there's been this big backlog that everybody's been going on about. Yeah, I mean, you know, last year, for example, because we had the, the backlog of all the COVID mm-hmm. postponements, I photographed, I think, 60 weddings in, in a year. Wow. Um, but obviously they're kind of condensed to the the summer months. Um, And there was a point where, you know, where you're shooting like basically every other day because you're having to travel then as well between them. You know, it's not just the weddings are on your doorstep. If you've got to go out and, um, you know, drive, for example, down to Essex the night before, Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the prep work the night before the wedding, obviously the wedding day, come back, you've shot, a 14 hour day yeah um, yeah and then driving back the next day you know it's not just a one day wedding it's a three day wedding mm-hmm. but yeah there was a point where I think in two weeks I I photographed eight weddings wow so eight weddings in 14 days and um I had backed up to edit like 17 weddings yeah. I mean it was like mental breakdown terribly. yeah <laughs> like it when, is hard isn't it yeah you know that couples are waiting and it was it was a really really hard time so yeah for this year and moving forward I will never take that on be doing that again I mean it wasn't you know we it wasn't a choice it was circumstance because of COVID yeah I either photograph this wedding and you you wait a few more months Mm -hmm. for your photos or you don't have a photographer which just wasn't an option for me um but yeah everyone was really understanding I mean I had a couple of people who weren't that happy but I feel like you're always you're always going to get that in any industry of Um, course but yeah, so so this year moving forward, I'm aiming for a, a six week turnaround time because, you know, you, you see the diary and you can yeah. balance out <laughs> a bit better. Yeah. Editing time. Yeah, yeah. So it should be should be six weeks, hopefully. But I always try and do previews as well, like within basically 48 hours of the. Nice. the wedding day I think it's nice so then people, people have a snippet of what they yeah. just experienced because they were getting so excited they want to share it don't they yeah exactly and you don't want you know the one photo your aunt managed to get on no exactly no, old iPhone is, no. <laughs> so then your style how would you just I'm sure there's a lot of couples listening to this who will know about your style because you're everywhere like you're all <laughs> over Yorkshire I think we shot three weddings together last year we did we? it was great yeah, yeah it was really good fun um but what how would you kind of describe your sort of style um I think on the more kind of relaxed documentary Mm -hmm. side of things yeah very much into capturing like the the little details um as well as the big picture of the day um but not in a particularly like overly staged or posy Mm -hmm. way like the the main priority for me is that people live and enjoy their wedding day and I am literally there to to document it like it's not a, a shoot like I'm not there to to direct you know it's it's somebody's life mm-hmm. um so yeah I'm there to just literally document it and provide them with photos that like truly represent what their day felt like really I think styles is like a hard one isn't it because like you say everyone a lot of people use a similar words I think they guess they're like the key buzzwords if you like aren't they in the industry so like couples looking they'll see like documentary and relaxed and yeah. you know we don't take off for a photo shoot but then Can photos be. might show like loads and loads of just post photos mm-hmm. you like kind of contradicts a bit what they say and then also most I don't know about you but like sometimes I'll send full galleries to couples when they inquire but 
a lot of times they don't, you know, don't necessarily ask or they, you know, they kind of go yeah. off my Instagram, off my portfolio. They might look at, I don't know, 50, 100 images at most probably, like to decide to book mm -hmm. almost, which is great. I, you know, I spend a lot of time trying to curate that to make sure that like what I put out online does kind of fit my style really well. Obviously it's still hard, but so I think for a lot of couples, they're probably looking at, you know, maybe looking at a few hundred images from a photographer, maybe at most to then decide like, oh, this is the person for me. So they're kind of looking at what you write and a little bit of what you show to then decide. So it's, yeah. I think it's quite a minefield for like people trying to plan because we obviously know because we're like in the industry and we shoot all the time. We're seeing, we know our own styles. We kind of look at other people's styles, I reckon, and think, right, they're quite posed. They're not so posed. They're very like, I don't know, re I call it like real or raw, whatever you want to call yeah. it. I don't know, you know, yeah. like I'll deliver shots of like, if people are laughing and there's double chins, if there's like shot, you know, when people do shots, their faces they pull, like a lot of that stuff, like it's just what's happening. It's kind of real. So I will show that. Whereas I know a lot of people are still documenting the day, but they're making it look really beautiful really almost in a way. If it's, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of so much. And then like it says bright and airy, if you want to call it that, where it's like not kind of, yeah, true. It's not necessarily how, you know, it's not like you would see it with your eye really. It's kind of brighter than that. And same with dark, I guess, as well. And there's kind of dark and we call it dark and moody, I guess, don't we? But I don't know yeah. what couples would see that as, but it's quite using the light a lot and the shadows and kind of everything looks quite dark. Yeah, it's kind a of way, a, um, what was that like edit style that people used to do in the in the olden days? You know, like not black <laughs> and white, kind of brown. Sepia? 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 Yeah, it's kind of like sepia, but just... We talk like 70s, is that yeah. the the vibe yeah I, I think that that's that's been a bit of a, a bit of a trend um mm, would you say that that's the thing a lot of some people's photography styles is more trends they are they do flip between I think different. people can you know there's there's loads of different trends so for example at the minute the one of the trends is a champagne tower yes I mean we've never really popular. seen that before and that's something that's happening reg regularly mm -hmm. that it, you know it's you do that when you do your cake cut type thing um where do, where do these trends come from style not sheets. quite sure yeah yeah style sheets style i sheets. blame style sheets for everything do you think it's like yeah online just yeah. because just like not that long ago when there wasn't really pinterest or instagram you kind of everyone's experience of weddings were like what who you know weddings they went to like yeah. the friends and family weren't they or yeah. weddings you've seen you might have a like wedding magazine i guess but mm -hmm. like really there wasn't as much people weren't seeing the like tiktok trends as such where they guess and so now they're seeing like oh we want to do that or yeah it's not right or wrong obviously it's just no. if you see it, you're like oh we love that then do it great like they say things just become popular and then for some then suddenly they're everything out there and they go away again or they you know they come back yeah. again or i think you know. pinterest boards can be like very helpful but then also almost detrimental you know people become obsessed with it it looking yeah. the best that it can mm -hmm. but at the end of the day like you need to when when do you ever get all of your friends and family together in one room like you know that the priority at least for me I mean I think that you know that's what comes into play with different people's styles is if you book a photographer who has you know does a lot of these more posed shots like the champagne tower and like lots of couple portraits and that um for them that's probably the priority so if if you're that type of person and you want the photos from your wedding day to to be you know beautifully curated yeah and you know you what the couple the portrait yeah what could be found 
basically in a magazine if that's what you Mm -hmm. you want from your wedding day then you know go for it um and again with the kind of dark and moody edit style like different photographers are drawn to different things and different lighting like for me I'm always looking for basically where the natural light is coming from um and that's kind of reflected in my work and my edit style is very much just keeping it as as natural as as Mm -hmm. possible kind of enhancing where it needs to be enhanced you know I'll always spot remove that spot you get on your chin on your wedding day (laughs) that one that nobody wants (laughs) yeah um you know and kind of like what you said Scott like making things like curating it a little bit um to not be uh like an exact replica of the day you don't need to know that you had a spot on your chin for example um but yeah I'm always kind of looking for that and then in in the edit it's keeping it as natural as it was basically so it just as it ages as gracefully as possible yeah so do we think instagram's a good place then for couples looking for suppliers do we think it is it is a helpful place or do we think it is too curated it's obviously it's got the pros and cons hasn't it? like everything i think you can you can get lost a little bit on there i think mm-hmm. sometimes it's like Freya was saying you've got to try and remember what's important to you and that like say if that's hanging out with your friends and family and you want as much time with them as possible whether that's you're getting married at Lake Como and you want the scenery is a key thing for you and you want a massive couples shoot with the scenery, then great. Like I think as long as you remember what's important and chat to like your partner about it and you, you're both on the same wave and like, right, what's important to us? What do we, what do we want to capture most from our day? Like what's yeah. the key thing uh, and stick to that as most as good as possible. And I think it's, it's good to be able to look at least, you know, yeah. and you can see like, especially people look through, you know, the venues and you can see who's worked at the venue before, how'd that look? And, sometimes you need a bit of inspiration don't you like it can be hard to imagine like your wedding somewhere if you're just looking at a completely blank scene or mm-hmm. so I suppose it, it can be good for that and even just seeing who yeah who's worked there before which can be useful for like certain suppliers it, like I don't know, there's a few facts I think are good but I do think you can easily get in a rabbit hole like say a Pinterest of Instagram of you know any platform where you're just getting stuck on like seeing so much yeah like, oh I love this I love that I love this and you've got like and then suddenly you've just got so much going on in your day you kind of it's almost too overwhelming or you might get lost whether that's financially or just like say just trying to follow trends that maybe you're not that bothered about if you're asking yourself like why are we doing this and if you're like well we just think it's fun or we love it or it's traditional to us then great yeah but if you're just doing it because it's like oh i just saw it and i thought that's the thing that people do now we're just going to do it yeah it, it can be a bit it. like yeah it can ruin it a little bit in a way though. yeah I mean I had a, a meeting with one of my couples who's getting married in April and um, I said you know are you feeling apprehensive or stressed about anything on the day and they said the parts that they were feeling like that about they've just removed them brilliant I thought that that was excellent mm-hmm. they they said that they felt worried about ranking their friends and choosing bridesmaids and groomsmen not doing bridesmaids and groomsmen. Um, they felt worried about first dance, not doing it. You know, just all those things that feel stressful. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you doing why? it? I yeah. think it's important for, and sometimes couples do need a little bit, they need somebody to say, it's okay. You don't have to do something that you don't want to do. And, you know, a lot of my couples go, oh, we don't really understand a cake cut or we're not really too sure about this or, or why do we need, you know, to factor this in All we want to do is chat and, you know, and drink and, and celebrate. And it is like some things logistically you need to do for, for it to work and for it to pan out and to run smoothly. But other things, no, just scrap them. Yeah, I mean, you know, what are all the, like the cake cut, like doing a first dance? I mean, 
it's only a thing because people have done it yeah. before and if if you can't dance i am one of those people <laughs> why would <laughs> why would i want you know all of my friends and family watching me awkwardly moving Shuffle. my feet <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think that's the thing isn't it like what's when if, if things are like it's like oh it's a wedding tradition and that's important to you then great like that's you know go with it sort of thing and it but yeah i don't feel like you have to i think sometimes you get family pressures i think which is completely understandable like and you can see how that sometimes affects it and Again, I'm not saying just completely mug off your family and don't do what they say, <laughs> but like try and think of it as like what's important to us as a couple yeah. or what's, yeah. It's, it's like, easy to get that unwanted advice, isn't it? And it's filtering out what's important to you and what you're doing because you feel that granny has said it's been a family yeah. tradition for 50 years that you need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't compare yourself to like other, because that's the thing is, you know, often, and it's not always the case, but often you, people get married at, you know, it's a similar age and a lot of your friends start getting married mm-hmm. at the same time as well. So you go into a lot of weddings and then you can easily get caught just comparing yourself to like everyone else almost kind of sometimes like oh well, their wedding was great and we want ours to be great and you know so I think you can lose track a little bit when you're just in the wedding like minefield of just seeing so much now so many images out there and content and everything even as a supplier it's similar isn't it like so much wedding photography content out there I find myself looking at loads of stuff and then I'm like questioning myself sometimes oh, and yeah. Yeah, so it's the same for couples yeah. isn't it like I think if you can just stay true to what you want and whether it's super traditional like looks like a royal wedding whether it's like say just super chill and you're just gonna chuck a marquee up in your parents garden and not do anything weddingy then whatever works for you like you know and I think finding suppliers that complement that Mm. and that understand that's really important you know one of my favorite ever weddings I was the only thing that they paid for it was at their local very unattractive community church you know made out of like the most awful stone it was (laughs) it was not a pretty church but you know one of their family friends married them so that was free they got um every single guest to bring a plate of something to eat oh, wow. and then raided aunts and uncles and her parents like cupboards for crockery um and it was so mismatched and just incredible you know that perfectly was perfectly imperfect yeah that was what they wanted and you know they were gardeners so they just kind of went into their garden on the morning picked up loads of flowers and did did it themselves I mean for some people that'd be really stressful but that was what they wanted to do she made her own veil you know wow incredible yeah so then for couples who have been on Instagram social media they've got an idea of who they want what's the kind of next stage then for them to start inquiring looking at pricing I know one of my biggest bugbears is when suppliers don't put pricing on their website so annoying you know it's just you're making it really challenging for couples to navigate and to understand how much you're like what what the package is what is the price yeah yeah and when you you know generally people only plan a wedding once that that's yes. the general vibe so as a for example with a florist you know I know that I can go into a local supermarket mm-hmm. and pick up a decent ish bouquet of flowers yeah. for 15 pounds okay so it's my my wedding day I'll be playing a slight premium so what a bouquet is going to cost me 50 quid Like, I don't even know where I'm starting with floristry. So to see even if florists have a minimum spend value, Mm -hmm. which is completely understandable, you know, if it's their full-time job, there's only so many, they can only do generally one or two weddings a week. You know, they would probably want a a bigger budget wedding, but 
fine but tell, tell, tell me somebody. what that price yeah. is you know if if I'm thinking I can get a bouquet for I don't know 80 quid mm-hmm. and then I get a quote back and it's 300 okay if, I, if you know if that's what you want me to pay that's fine but I would like to know <laughs> like to know why what's gone into the cost yeah you know? is it because you source all dutch imports is it because you work specifically with a local grower is it because i want a massive floral arch you know what is it that i need to understand where my budget is going because everybody has a budget no matter what no matter what it is you have a budget that you're working towards and everybody needs to factor that in with the venue with the photographer with their catering drinks how much they've got to spend and if you've got no indication of price it is really challenging to know how to to move forward with that yeah like imagine going you know supermarket shopping Mm. and there being no pricing on the shelves I mean that would be so irritating yeah really stressful yeah so um I think you know starting planning obviously the the main thing is the date and then the venue would be the first things that you book and then from then on um you know, if, for example, it was a church wedding, um, getting the church booked and, and the vicar nailed down, um, or a civil ceremony, um, registrars, I'm not sure, it, it'll be, it'll be, it'll vary council to council, mm-hmm. won't it, um, how far in advance they'll book and things, um, but yeah, like, I, as a photographer, I book about kind of a year year and a half in advance I used to book much further in advance and then the pandemic happened and trying to unravel and help and support two three years worth of couples was was really challenging so from from then on I've kind of gone you know what's the what's the point in having something in the diary like three years down the line and it's very tying for me yeah as well you know personally if you want to book a holiday or something or you want well, to just know yeah yeah and you know I'm you get to the age where it's like are children on the cards I don't know mm-hmm. I'm not sure my personal life I, I don't I don't really know but in three years time it might be yeah so yeah just kind of like being aware of the time scales that people book I had a 2026 inquiry the wow. other day. Wow. Um, so obviously at the start of 2023, um, that's very far away. Yeah. But yeah, you but know. It's good that couples know that's what off they to want. them. <laughs> yeah. If you've got a dream venue, I guess, like it makes sense because you could be like, look, yeah, we know we want this venue. We want a certain, you know, especially like Saturday in August or you want a very certain date, like your anniversary date yeah. when you met or whatever, you know, if it's a peak summer date, I can understand people getting venues in like, fairly early if they you know if they know that's for sure what they want especially because venues um, do book up quite far in advance because they can normally only do one wedding a day or a weekend yeah exactly but yeah a lot of suppliers like don't be surprised if yeah if they say look you're gonna have to come back a bit later down the line or you know if you're two three years out it can be can be hard i think anywhere from like 18 months two years at most is probably a fair thing is it to start like yeah, looking but you know there's yeah. Sometimes I find like I get loads of inquiries for just the same date, and then for mm. some reason I have oh, one yeah. Saturday in like September that's just free. Weird. So yeah, I'm not. I would say like you can still reach out to people. And some people plan weddings in like literally a couple of months, don't they? And it can yeah. be done. But yeah, I think a good ballpark is like eighteen months ish to start like trying to get all your suppliers booked in. It's yeah, like but, not a bad shout. Is yeah, it? but you know, don't be put off by if you want to get married in six months' time. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, you do have the odd Saturday available. I've got a call this week for a wedding in two months two months time and it's not because they've 
you know, had a photographer and the photographer's cancelled. They've literally just really chill. And um, decided that they now want a photographer. Yeah, decided they want, they've got the venue and they're like, oh, right, now we need to do the rest of the suppliers. But yeah, there are, you know, there are guides out there. I believe I have a guide on my website. You do? Free, free download. You do? Um, <laughs> Very <laughs> organised. I, I do not have that. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a little uh, timeline tick list type thing um that just kind of goes down you know what you need to do and at what point um it's not got things on there there are some online where it's like um arrange a coffee with the like your new mother-in-law like what yeah yours is quite that detailed is it but it's very helpful (laughs) um yeah so it's more kind of suppliers and and timelines and things to to think about um you know getting the legal bits down like the ceremony and and that and then yeah what you want to go around that but I think you need to prioritize you know what's important mm-hmm. to you as well um if for example you want a really amazing floral display then I'd probably say book your florist first yeah um but you know having having that chat with your partner as well and seeing what what they think and what Definitely. they're bothered about from a planner's point of view i couldn't agree more with that like booking your must-haves having like a three to five sort of crucial key list of the things that are really really important for you because for me when i'm advising my couples it's always helpful to budget around them so you are spending the money on the things that mean most and then you are maybe not compromising but you know what budget you have less of the things that are less important and i think you know everybody is going to have those must-haves that they, they need to sort of focus on because n- nobody has an unlimited budget, unfortunately. No, and everyone has a budget, no yeah. matter how big or small. And, you know, you can go to every end of every supply, mm-hmm. like each end of the spectrum for every single supplier. Like we were saying about florists, you know, if you just did like buttonholes or bouquets, yeah. that you're probably looking at a few hundred pounds mm-hmm. versus, you know, you can literally spend tens of yeah. thousands of pounds on yeah. you like a big arch at the top of the aisle and flowers down the aisle. And if you're having bridesmaids, bridesmen, groomsmen, groomswomen, um, you know, buttonholes, bouquets, um, the list yeah. is endless. Isn't it, it adds up, yeah. So you've got to you've got to know what what it is you you want. So what happens then if you get couples who have a very limited budget? Because obviously we've all got our prices on our website, um, but obviously some couples will only have a couple of hundred quid to spend on a photographer. What's the kind of advice for for those couples? Um, I would say like try not to stretch it. So what I mean by that is, you know, as a I'm a professional photographer, it's my full time job. I don't do anything else. Scott's the the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, each like every person, every photographer in the industry will have different circumstances, and their their pricing will reflect that and reflect you know the demand on them. But um, you know, I I offer shorter coverage, not just full day. Um, you know, I really enjoyed shooting the kind of smaller, uh, like registry office ceremonies in lockdown. Um, when that started to to be allowed and you could have six guests, it was just, it felt really, really special. So I wanted to keep photographing that. So yeah, I offer I offer a package for that, and that would kind of fit that budget about there. But you know, I've I've seen friends, people, well, friends, 
people I was at like primary school yeah. with, so people that I knew. I've seen, you know, photos go on, on Facebook and things and they've clearly had a, a smaller budget for a photographer and what and video. And what they've ended up doing is trying to split that and have both at Rather a very focus. small budget. Yeah. So, you know, hiring people who are basically straight out of college and school, which you know, if you're not that bothered about your photography, then absolutely go for it. And, you know, everyone starts somewhere. But yeah, it just, it feels like a big shame because then the photo and video that they get back really isn't that good a quality. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because I think we've talked obviously at the beginning about styles and things like that. I think if you if you have a certain style that you definitely want, you're drawn towards and yeah, I think if you have like certain photographers or like certain styles you definitely want, then not necessarily pay a premium, but like, you know, you're probably going to have to pay for it in reality is the, you know, the case. experience, that, like, isn't it? That that photographer has been through. It's the years of, you know, honing their craft that is, brings that premium really, isn't it? Yeah, because even my style like has changed, you know, over the years as things have become maybe more important to me or I'm more drawn like say a lot more to documentary style now just because I've kind of seen how for me how I feel like I want people to experience their wedding photography and they you know when they get their photos back I want them to see the real personalities from the you know their friends and family that they know like they know the personalities and you know I feel like if I start asking people to move and look certain ways and all that it just changes any of that natural sort of candidness so that's you know I've just learned that over time it's not how I've always been so I could say, I suppose that as my style's honed, my price has gone up and really probably if you want a very specific thing, you are going to have to like pay a little bit for it in general. Like you can get lucky, but I think if you just want, if your budget is small or you just want like a certain kind of, like we just want some photos of the day. We just want to remember it. We want to be able to see some pictures. That's it. We don't necessarily really fuss on a certain style even or like you can get away obviously like say with students with friends of friends you could get lucky like there's there is options to obviously not have no one at all you know to not have a photographer at all is obviously going to be a lot worse but yeah i do think if you really are interested in photography or have that care i think you should probably try and like say budget at least stretch a budget for that even if there's other things you can remove a little bit maybe yeah i mean you know at the end of the day after after your wedding day the photos are the only things that you take away from it and the reason why you know professional photographers charge what they charge is I mean very basic level our, our camera gear is worth I'm probably at 20 25,000 yeah. at this point yeah and you know from from that obviously the insurance that we need the, the business insurance that we need if you have an, an office space you know doing it full-time and photographing like I said I did 60 60 weddings in in one year I mean they all need to go somewhere you know the storage for that how you deliver them to the clients you know there's all these these costs that people don't see um and if you're only doing a couple of weddings a year or you're doing it part-time or you know you're you're a student out of college and you're kind of doing it for some money on the side you've probably not got those those costs which you know is great it means you can't charge a lot I mean when I when I started out, I think my first couple of years, I made absolutely no money because I'd gone from working a, a job where I was on minimum wage. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean? I can charge £900 for a day's work. Like, that's ridiculous. I used to get £8 an hour. But yeah, you do that for a year or so and uh, end up, I mean, I was living at home, so I had no, no cost. But, you know, as soon as you start doing like the adult things, like needing to pay rent, I was like, <laughs> oh, actually... 
I have no money. Yeah. <laughs> and this is supposed to be a job and it's supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to have some kind of income from it. So yeah, I think that's the thing that you need to think about with, with cost is what comes from that and generally it is experience and as well everybody offers something different so for instance like myself I'm quite different to other planners my on the day my partial my full planning might be a different package to what somebody else would offer so what you include in both of your packages like some include second shooters some include like engagement shoots like everybody offers something different so it's important to look through the packages that you're being offered to work out which is, you know, what's included in those costs as well. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I put a lot of effort into getting to know my clients. I mean, couples, friends at the the end of it, because for me, I think that that can photograph them better. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if I've met them at least twice before the wedding day, I'm not turning up as some stranger, you know, I know the, the family dynamics, they've, They've told me the the awkwardness, like the things I need to look out for. They've told me that actually they're a lot closer to their dad than they are to their mum. So I will watch for those interactions with, you know, those specific family members. Yeah, and like that's obviously factored into my pricing, but I I don't put that on my my website. So yeah, I think once you've got a kind of idea of who you're looking at supplier-wise, like speaking to them, having a call I mean you you know you don't need to go all out and speak to like 16 people although I have had some clients <laughs> that are like that yeah very thorough they were all in the event industry yeah, that'll be why <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know just schedule a couple of calls um see see what you think see if you get a vibe like with photography especially it's really important that you get on with your photographer because we are there all day mm-hmm. on your wedding day and if we're not mates yeah that is awkward awkward. yeah because you're catching those really intimate raw moments as well you know when you're getting ready obviously you're not stark naked but like you're catching catching those really intimate kind of moments and you want somebody who you feel comfortable around and who gels with you and in your personality and who who you're happy capturing those moments yeah and you know for some people also um you know gender comes into it like um, my partner Chris, he's a photographer as well, and he has um, people book him because they're, you know, the brides are quite tomboy-y, um, and they want more of a male approach than a, a female approach. And then I have people book me because, you know, they, I feel like I have quite a good attention to detail. Um, I think stereotypically that is a more female trait. So yeah, that you know, I think that that comes into play as well um especially with photography and videography yeah i mean uh, it is it's it's difficult isn't it because like say if you look at and you know i'm not saying specific photographers but you look at most photographers websites and they're gonna say like you know on the pricing page if they've got one or you know when they talk about pricing like a pre you know pre-meter pre-chat whatever meeting before the wedding and you know consultation whatever you want to call and everyone says that but there is definitely varying degrees of that. Mm-hmm. Like you've touched on, like I'm the same. I, I want where I can and like I will shoot some couples who like say they live in London and I'm obviously in the north and it doesn't always work out. But as much as I can, I'll try and meet them either at their home, somewhere local to them that they're comfortable at the venue, like somewhere where it's comfortable to them. We'll literally sit and sometimes it could just be, you know, half an hour maybe we're just chatting through stuff. Sometimes it's like a couple of hours. I'll sometimes chat to couples and like you say, it's like for me, 
when I'm at a wedding day, they've just come out of church or wherever they get married, they've maybe done confetti, then they're hugging everyone. That's like the obvious thing, right? That's the next thing to do. It's like, right, I'm going to hug all my friends and family and I've just got married and I'm excited and happy. And and that's like, for me, one of the best times. I want to be able to know right, what am I focused on here? Because, you know, where do I want to be standing? Who's going to be important for like yeah, couple? Which people? Yeah, yeah, who are they going to be like, I don't know, hugging first or what's going to be and little things like that. I can only really get that insight from chatting to them. Yeah. To find out, like say, well, you know, just talk a bit about, I know your parents together and like you, I think you mentioned there, Freya, like, is that it's really close to their dad or they're really close to their mom or they anti-raise them or whatever it is it could be loads of little points that you just pick up just in the sort of conversation with them a bit and you know oh, my sibling i don't know we're really close but he's moved to australia or so we don't see him much he's coming over for the wedding and like so okay well that interaction is important and you know you can't whether there's one of you whether you've got a second shoot where you can't cover absolutely everything so you just like say what you're basically paying for a photographer to know when to take that picture essentially aren't you like yeah what's going to be the important moment where to stand for that moment you know trying to preempt it and things like that and there's so much going on in my mind i always think how can i get that across the couple to understand that's what you're paying for almost you know and that's why it might seem more expensive than mm-hmm. other photographers say or you know why my consultation isn't just 10 minutes on zoom to be like, all right what time are you get into the church right what time are you getting ready right i'll see you see yeah. you on saturday at 10 done you know like there's much more to it than that but like fraser just doesn't have it on a website or don't necessarily convey it but it's there and that's just I would always say to any couple like just re- even if you look at the price you think wow like two grand two and a half grand whatever like that's way out of budget let's just completely write them off you know if you really love the style and you think okay great at least you know you can still arrange a chat it's f- maybe not for everyone but pretty much I'm pretty sure they're free it's consultations free. Yeah. Like, it certainly is for everyone I know but yeah I- I'm still happy to have a call for you and if people are honest like look our budget's only I don't know it's 1500 and I'm charging two grand now whatever like so, you know, I don't know if we can stretch you, like just, you can still have a chat. I'm happy to chat to people and be like, look, this is why, or let's see, you know, like say, can we, we can meet cover in a bit middle, less or, or yeah, yeah maybe we'll do a bit less coverage or something. Like I always stay till really late. Maybe I could just stay, you know, not quite as late or, you know, we can just chat about things. If you really love someone, at least reach out and see. But, you know, I'm still a big fan of saying to couples like, yeah, stretch where you can, but don't go overboard because, mm-hmm. you know, if you do that with every supplier, suddenly you've got a massive yeah. debt thing if from your wedding. And budget. that's not, I would always say that's not obviously ideal. But yeah, it's definitely worth chatting. It's going on that gut feeling as well, isn't it? When you're having that call, it is so important because it is it is going with what your gut is saying. If you like the vibe, if you like, you know, what you're kind of hearing, if you've had a, a little catch up and a meet, it is, you know, going for somebody that you feel that you're going to gel with. And I think that's when I hear, because I hear a lot from my couples about why they chose their suppliers. And it is always because, oh, we just felt that, like I could go for a coffee with them. Yeah. Yeah, and that I think you know that's a ma- it's a massive compliment. But at the at the end, you know, I'm not going to get on with everybody. I'm, yeah. you know, we're we're all we all have our own personalities, and that comes across. You know how I I photograph a wedding day, and you know, like that that it's not going to be it's not going to go down well with everyone and that, that's, that's fine, fine isn't it and yeah. that's that's why you go through this filtering process for as much for the supplier as well as the couple to say look I just don't think we're going to gel I just don't think I can capture what you need to and I yeah. uh, here's a recommendation of somebody who I think you're going to be perfect with and there's nothing wrong with that that's no perfectly yeah acceptable. you know if you're if you feel like your relationship with your photographer is you need to send them two a4 pages of every single photo you want taking if you want to do that and you need that for your peace of mind, 
then great and you know you need to book somebody who who will do that can't do that for you because you're the more candid the more natural yeah and if it, i'm sticking to a list i know that i'm gonna i'm gonna miss the real moments and for me that's so painful like i replay a wedding day over in my head days after the the day and if i feel like i've missed any you know any key moments it really sticks with me so yeah i just need to be as present as i can and and capture those those moments for you yeah it's a lot of those lists isn't it like you look at some of the bigger websites hitch things like that offer like downloadable lists to send mm-hmm. to photographer and stuff and like i understand it like I, I get where they're coming from and 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 why but generally like say if you're booking the right person then you should you should realize that they're they know what they're doing they're going to capture what you know you'll you love their work they're going to capture what's important it's part of that experience thing like you just need the freedom because I can't get a list out on the day and look at it and be like, oh, bride walking down the stairs or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And then it's like, what, tick? Oh, I didn't get, can you go back up? You know, like I just, you know, trust in your like suppliers, photographer or whoever, just to get, yeah, to know they know what they're doing. They'll get those key shots or get, you know, the things that you've seen about their work that, they lo- that you love. And that's why you're kind of hiring them, which. I normally say it's quite good if you've got, say you spent a lot on your flowers and flowers are important to kind of just mention it and just say look flowers are really important to us yeah we just need them capturing yeah. <laughs> so you said on your way didn't you they were like oh they're big florists so like they went yeah. and picked them from the garden like yeah all those points like obviously it's important because then i would straight away be like okay great like the flowers are hugely important let i'll make sure obviously we capture mm-hmm. them of course like it's all you know part of it and i'll try and get lots of in context so obviously if i'm there at the time depending on how early they're picking the flowers i'd love to you know i'd be yeah. out there like getting some pictures and picking it but e- even if not that like you'd get some of the flowers because it's important if they're like oh yeah we've just you know i don't know we've just got the flowers in the garage we're not that bothered so we just wanted to have something we just got them and they're not a key thing then okay mm-hmm. i won't spend that long on it necessarily you know you're still going to get photos obviously walking down the aisle with flowers or something but yeah you're just not going to spend a lot of time on it there'll be other things it's just that goal comes down to that little chat sort of period doesn't mm-hmm. it like i say where understanding what's important knowing that we'll know what you know from our chats what's important to you and we'll yeah. capture it sort of thing yeah and you know opening up to your photographer like feeling comfortable enough to be able to share things um I've done I've done a couple of weddings where um one of the parents of um the couple have um come out as gay great you know fine happy you know happy for you that you've that that's happened but it was clearly a traumatic experience for the couple and they've not told me that and then it's been on the wedding day where you know I'm I'm aware that the parents have split and I will try and capture you know the couples together so I know that for example the groom's mum has remarried a man so I will try and get some photos of them together but what I didn't know was that the groom's dad had also remarried a man up until um, it was the first dance and they were stood with their arms around each other. I just thought, if you'd have just told me, yeah, if you'd have told me that, I, you know, because they were sat next to each other during the ceremony, but because I didn't know that they were together, you know, I might just shoot a close-up portrait of the dad rather than getting the partner in there. Um, but yeah, you've, you've obviously you've got to feel comfortable enough with your photographer to be able to share those details. Those details. Yeah, I always give an example. Like I try and have a few stories. Like that's a great one. Like that I can say to couples when I'm chatting to them, just to give my idea. Like sometimes they might be like, oh yeah, well you know, I'll give you the timings and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, let's we'll have a beer. Let's just chat. You know, we'll chat a bit about this and bit. And they don't maybe fully understand why I need certain things. So I'm like, you know, it might seem trivial to them or so. 
I try and have a few examples. And one I always give is like, so my mum and dad split up when I was four. My dad moved abroad when I was like eight-ish, nine, something like that. So like, I've got a few memories, but generally I don't remember my dad together because obviously I was four. Yeah. And then I don't remember them really being together other than like they'd do a drop off and a pickup like on a, every other weekend. Then my dad moved abroad. So like I've never really seen them interact. Obviously they're my parents. It's like, to me, they're both of me in the world. Yeah. But I haven't really seen them together or like, so when uh, both my brothers got married, like within like a year of each other. So obviously they were both at the wedding. Like we didn't know what they'd be like. We were like, well, they're both going to be there. We knew they'd be like, not going to fight, but like, yeah. we didn't know if they'd, would they chat? Would they just avoid each other? Like what, you know, how's it going to be? And to the three, like me and my two brothers, obviously they're our parents it's like yeah. so you know they're such a big part of our lives but individually so we were like oh, it'd be nice to see them together but we just didn't know how it would be mm-hmm. but so some of the photos there but they did have a chat and they were like having a drink and having a laugh and it was really nice to see but obviously that's just two people having a laugh and the photographer would probably capture the yeah. old photo of it but it's not it wouldn't be something where they're like desperately that you know we know how important that is to the groom to the you know the family whereas obviously you know and they i think my brothers did say this anyway but because they chatted a bit about it and they're like, look, this is the situation with the parents or whatever. Like, you know, if they are together, it'd be nice to have that and just little things like that. And they're just in the back of your mind then on the day to then be able to like, And they're you know, for your personal stuff. moments, like your memories, aren't they? When you're looking back through your album or your gallery, you've then got those moments that you can really cherish that, like you said, to somebody else would mean absolutely nothing. But to you, they're very personal and emotive. Yeah, they're of the key people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my my like last meeting that I have with my couples before their wedding day, the last question I always ask them is, what do you want to see when you look back at your wedding photos? Oh, What's really important to you? Because, you know, we'll, we might have gone through the whole booking process and they'll have said like, oh, I just want candid stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, it might come down to it and they say like, we just want some really nice portraits of the two of us. You know, that's not been mentioned at any point before now. Mm. Um, and, you know, it means that like, obviously on a wedding day, I will always do couple portraits. Generally, the couples who book me only really want 10 minutes you know with me just going for a walk around a field or wherever they are just nice natural photos but yeah we ended up spending I did a wedding where where they said we want some really nice portraits together and I brought them out twice during the day so once like throughout the drinks reception for 10 minutes and then we did about 20 minutes in the evening you know just with the with the sunset and and things and they loved it they really really enjoyed it um but I I didn't know that that was what they wanted up until that point so yeah just kind of thinking about that and you know like what you said Scott you know seeing those family members interact like communicating that's key is that why it's quite nice then to have because I think you both offer sort of prints don't you post-wedding is that why it's quite nice to be able to have an album or some prints or something so then you can look back on those moments the ones that are really important to you I think um, having a physical product um, in your hand is just, it's so special. Um, I mean, you know, photos were printed. You used to, in the, <laughs> in the back in the day. Um, <laughs> it was the good old days. The good old days. You had, you know, you had film cameras, you got them developed and you got them printed. There was no digital. You couldn't view them on a phone or a computer. Um, and, I, you know, I kind of feel like that's how photos are meant to be viewed not just aimlessly scroll through on your phone. So yeah, I still still do do prints for all of my all of my couples. I'll go through and print, you know, a, a selection from the day so that they do get a physical 
physical product at the end of it because you know you hold one singular seven by five print in your hand and you can really look at that one photo relive that memory yeah whereas you know when it's on your phone I don't know I think you just kind of scroll past it it's one of those things that's it's a bit of a throwaway moment I don't know maybe it's because it's so easily accessible yeah yeah you know, the first thing you do in the morning is pick your phone up. I know it's not, it shouldn't be. No, um, <laughs> but, you know, Instagram, oh, let's just open that. Facebook, it's the same thing. Whereas having like a, f- a physical print in your hand, it just feels different. Um, so, yeah, I, I do do prints. My, all of my galleries are linked to an online like print lab as well that I recommend. And people can order straight through the gallery and have prints delivered okay. to them. I don't mark them up really at all because I, it's more important to me that people have the physical product than I make, you know, five quid off of every six by four print. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's just, that's a priority for me. And then I do offer albums. Fewer people tend to go for them. I think it's because it's kind of the last thought yeah, of after the wedding. You yeah, you all that money, you then do yeah. fork out a few hundred pound on an album. They are absolutely beautiful. I can remember when I, I got my first like sample album back from the company that I use and um, they are like the best, I think they're the best company in the UK that you can use for albums quality wise. Obviously you end up paying for it. Um, but yeah, the the albums that they, that they produce, the quality of the print of the photograph looks better than it does on a screen yeah I bet I have no idea how they do it or what printers they use but honestly it absolutely took my breath away and you know it's just been my grandparents like 60th wedding anniversary I think and you know we all all went down and they live on the south coast and my two brothers my cousins were there and they dug their album out and we all sat around and you know looking through it and like oh who's that person and oh granny you know look at your dress (laughs) (laughs) Um, and those flowers you know the flowers that like the bouquets that go all the way to the floor trailing trailing bouquets yeah and you know to me just having having that heirloom that you live yeah yeah so yeah it is albums are an investment but my god they're worth it like I just think they're worth every penny um but yeah out of all the weddings that I've done I think last year well like in 18 months I've done about 100 just over 100 um because of covid and i've only had three album orders from it yeah it's Um, definitely like it's definitely less now isn't it i feel but like i'm always been a massive fan of albums i think even like you know we were talking about delivering more photos now and ever like the way we shoot you know we capture a lot of moments so we deliver a lot and like yeah i probably live on average like 700 ish like say i've delivered over a thousand to weddings like last year before and stuff so Yes, you you know you get their back. You're excited. You sit and you look through and like you think trying to scroll through a thousand photos on a phone. Oh, like, yeah. amazing at the start, but like, are you going to do that in six months? Mm-hmm. Maybe two years? Maybe ten years? Maybe twenty? And like, it's it's a lot to do, isn't it? Whereas when you've got an album, you're just picking like I don't know, fifty, sixty, a hundred, maybe max, whatever images yeah. from the day, telling a bit of the story of the day, picking your favorite photos. I don't know, like, I obviously get the couples to pick the photos. I think that's fairly standard. Yeah. But, you know, you're picking your favourite ones. It's telling a bit of the story of the day. The way, kind of, I know, it's, I don't know if you feel the same for it. The way I lay it out, I try and do it, obviously, kind of chronologically for the day. Yeah. And 
you know, you can just look through that at any point. It takes like five minutes or you can treasure it and take longer. But, you know, you just open it up. You've got the physical feel. Look through anyone at any age. doesn't matter what, you know, screen or, you know, how they're scrolling or any of that. It's just everyone understands a book, don't they, of any age. Yeah. Like you sit and look and see that story again just in like, you know, a few pages. It's like... For me, just it is great, but like it's hard to sometimes because you kind of sound a bit salesy, don't you? If I, I know, I'm like the couples, it. yeah, because they're like, well, you would say that, you would say you should have an album. But yeah, like, I do mean it. And I'm the same as you. I don't put massive market. Like they are expensive, but they're expensive to make. It's not they're like expensive they're, they're all to us, yeah. handmade. Like I get often, obviously, the couples' names, like you know, engraved. Deboss, is it called debossing. Yeah. Anyway, on yeah. the fronts, it's like they, you know, that has to be ma- that physically has to be made, yeah. and then that's stamped on the front, and all this, like all the options, everything is like say it's all handmade, and yeah, they're just so nice, and they, they are like a lifetime, you know, investment. I don't know, I just think they're underrated massively, but I understand, you know, it's a lot of expense on top of an already expensive day, so I do get that, and I like, I'm happy for people to download and make their own books and stuff. Like, it's not going to be the same yeah, quality, but, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah. it's still nice just to print anyway, even if you just print them anyway, even just like say loose prints, just print something and have a look so i think even especially even more so now like the, your kids and kids of kids and stuff like they see less and less prints basically and i know things are coming back a little bit there's a little bit of resurgence with film now like there is with vinyl yeah i think people are appreciating a little bit of that kind of uh, say old school if that's the right term but the physicalness of like things now almost aren't we like yeah you know, totally. everything's just everything now is like spotify netflix whatever just on your phone that's it you know not really hearing a physical vinyl you're not feeling a print like it's just i don't know it's a shame but yeah i would love if i like to give couples choices so obviously i know some people just don't want albums they don't want to have to pay for it which i get but you know in an ideal world i would have every couple have an album but yeah i know it's not a, a thing so obviously i appreciate that but yeah not everybody you know is the same and wants that but it's funny you've just said that about vinyl because we bought a vinyl player last year yeah um, so good isn't it? yeah i moved into a, a new house like nearly a year ago on the i bought a coffee table with a lower shelf so i could have like coffee table books <laughs> on it <laughs> but it's just been really nice you know going around and like going to an art gallery and being like no i'm going to spend 30 pounds on a on really a book, nice book. Yeah, yeah on a physical product so yeah i think that's the that's the thing with albums it's appreciating the the hand-me-downness of them um you know the fact like how many times are you gonna are you going to get it out and 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 flick through it um yeah i think they're a beautiful thing to have and i've seen some people do wedding presents like before the day and people set up um websites and you know you can i don't know it's not bid is it like you can basically buy things for people like yeah like the guest list type yeah present list it's probably got an actual name hasn't it yeah but yeah i know you mean like the wedding (laughs) list list. yeah you get them on like amazon doom don't they obviously certain shops you can kind of do it don't you see films where they go around and they can like scan items off their list they can scan it to add it to their list don't they in the shop but like yeah i want this coffee machine and i feel like most times just people want money for like honeymoons now that they really everyone lives together already a lot of times but um yeah but it might be a nice idea i'm not sure quite how you would do it but um you know set it up in a way that people can give you i don't know 50 pounds towards your wedding album that's a lovely i think that'd be really nice like that yeah because i charge um around about the 500 pound mark for my like I think everybody else is around about the same um depends what suppliers you use and stuff you know I've just had massive price increases for from them Mm. yeah but yeah having people you know buy you your wedding album as a present to have afterwards I think that's a yeah that's a nice idea idea. yeah yeah 
But even if I suppose, yeah, if you do get cash or like money or whatever for a wedding present, I guess it's like I say it's something you could put towards if you you know, if you are wondering, I guess you could do it that way. Yeah, but yeah, I feel the same as you, Scott. I hate being salesy. I know, that's <laughs> I what I just like. I like it's like one price, you get you know, I'm there all day, you get your gallery, like there's no yeah, hidden costs or anything to worry about. Like it's just an easier way almost isn't it of like i can try and explain the sell myself in a way of like explain what you get yeah, yeah show the value but then yeah outside that i don't want to be like yeah you can have this paper type or this like you know yeah. like, like i'm selling carpets like here's the swatches of all the things <laughs> this is extra and like i do feel but like you i do believe gold worth on it, the but front yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's an extra naming, gold leaf. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard isn't it but i do yeah i am a big fan of albums we, I say we do, started doing it and I've been a bit slack and I haven't done this year's yet, but we try and print like every January, I'll try and go through the fo- like personal photos from the last mm. year and make an album of like the last year, so like 2022, you know, 2021, That's whatever. Nice idea. So we've got a physical book of like, yeah, just a bit. Obviously, you know, we've got kids or whatever, you know, whatever your situation is, it's like, you know, what happened that year and like, I'm not going to scroll back through, I don't mean, I don't really post much on Facebook, but I'm not going to scroll back through Facebook. No. Even though I've got loads of photos, I, I'm pretty good at organising them. Obviously, I'm very good with wedding photos, not too bad with personal ones, but, you know, I've got folds and stuff, but it's still like, what drives that on and where's that? And like, I don't, you don't sit, sit at your and look. Computer, do you? No, no, I'm just not going to. I scroll through my phone sometimes, but yeah, I just don't, it's not the same. Whereas if I know that album, I can just go anytime and just grab the book and look at the last year, that year. Is it an album, so, nice. so is it an album where you print the photos and you put them in, like, or is it a photo book? It's album? like a photo book, yeah. I just do it, so I just design it online because I find it easier. But I do like, I'd, I'm a big fan of like the scrapbook yeah. style kind of, you know. Yeah, but it's so pr- satisfying. Like a pr- you know, yeah. what are the print sticks, that what they're yeah. called? Like, yeah. the, pr- like the tube corners. stick, yeah, you just look, you're used to like school projects. Yeah. I'd love that. I think that'd be great. I might even do that for my kids. Yeah. Like, they'd probably quite like that. I'd just buy some cheap, like, yeah, small six by four prints or something, a few, and just let them stick them in a book. Yeah, and so. get, like, little stickers that Can go over them it? and that. Yeah, yeah I did, I a, I did cool. a scrapbook when I left school and, like, printed off all, like, our school photos and stuff. But, like, every page had to be different. And, like, I had to find unique stickers to go on. <laughs> I mean, it was total overkill. But, yeah, I was, like the annoying friend at school who like brought the camera everywhere like uh, you'd come to the school disco with me <laughs> this has been like a lifelong thing then the photography i mean like i never thought i would do it professionally mm. i i never thought i'd be able to make money from something creative yeah it's just like i'm not good enough like look at all these professional photographers that's the thing isn't it incredible. it's doubt that kills things oh yeah we need massively. to have more confidence in ourselves i think yeah. creative jobs and stuff it's always just a little bit yeah. different isn't it it's such a weird thing it's all a lot of it's like individual perception as well isn't it and stuff yeah. where it's like i'm not putting accountants down here but like you know i'm sure there's different levels but you know it's like it's sort of right or wrong almost mm-hmm. isn't it so something a job like that where it's kind of a bit more it's factual to, almost yeah. it's like yeah yeah, I I thought I had to have a real job to make <laughs> to make money. Um, yeah, but you know, my this was not this was not the path I got forced into this by a family friend who, you know, knew that I loved photography and had been doing photography, you know, as a hobby for like four or five years since being I think fourteen. My my dad bought me a camera for my birthday because I just kept stealing his. But like ever since from then on, I've just been obsessed with it mm. making it is photos. an obsession isn't it when oh, you're in, in this industry it has you have to be completely head over heels and obsessed yeah like I, I love it and you know my 
like background was very mathsy. <laughs> maths, further maths, physics. Yeah. Uh, um. I, did, I did physics uh. at college. I, on, I don't even remember. I got like an F or a U or something. Like that was so hard. <laughs> so hard. Yeah, A level was that. Like, solid. Yeah, yeah but um, would I always did art on the side and would try and find a way to like use photography within that so I would go out and take photos and I would draw them and I was like that's art <laughs> I'm doing the art bit because I'm drawing the photos that I've taken but yeah and then I like applied to uni to do math and then very last minute had a, a small breakdown about going and, and didn't go um not really about the subject just about you know moving out mm -hmm. and living somewhere different different and in a big city I kind of deferred my place for a year and then I had a family friend who she knew somebody who was a wedding photographer and we went round to their house for a barbecue and um, she was like right have you pursued photography at all then Freya I was like uh, no not really and I'm not really planning on it and she was like right and she got her phone out and she phoned her friend that was a photographer there and then and was like when's your next wedding and she was like, oh, I don't know, in a couple of months. And she was like, right, can Freya come in second shoot for you? <laughs> and uh, it was in London. So I went down south and stayed with this family friend and then drove up to London to second, to second shoot yeah. this wedding for this woman I'd never met before. Yeah, and I like took, I mean, I don't even know what camera, a bad one. <laughs> Not one that was suitable for a church. Yeah, and came away with like basically four usable photos. And I was like, actually, I think I really enjoyed that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was about six years ago. Wow. And then now we're here. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah. So where, where can people find out more about you, Freya? Like where most up-to-date stuff and um I'm trying to update Instagram after 18 months of not really sharing anything because I was just so overwhelmed with you know shooting weddings and being present um yeah and then website as well so it's all just my name um Freya Raby um on Instagram and and my website um cool. we'll yeah. link to everything in the show notes anyway and stuff yeah, so fine. yeah just have a look go and check out Freya's work and uh yeah just Reach out to photographers if you love them. That's yeah, takeaway, definitely. That's the theme of today. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Right. Thank you so much for coming on, Freya. It's been lovely to chat to you. you really too. enjoyed it. <laughs> you have been listening to All Things Weddings. Subscribe for future episodes or head to allthingsweddingspodcast.com for all the show notes. <laughs>